musicians having coffee and talking about stuff. Uh, and we have the amazing Paul Gilbert with us, with me, with you. We're here. What's well, good to be here? And you are amazing, Neil Morse. <laughs> well, we're all just amazing, aren't we? And whoever you are, you're amazing too. Exactly. Amazingness abounds. Yes. <laughs> look at my look. Somebody made me a podcast mug. Isn't that cool? As you know, how can you do a podcast without a podcast mug? And now you can. Now the, we're the able box to is do checked. It. Yeah, I don't know why. You know, I just kind of uh, I was watching. I was up in Colorado uh, with uh, my daughter moved to Colorado, and um, and I was up there with her and her husband Brandon was showing me. He really likes that show, uh, Jerry Seinfeld, uh, comedians having coffee. Oh, Kirby Cur- enthusiasm. No, uh, he has this show called where he drives around in cars with. Oh, okay, yeah, the the, the uh, comedians with coffee and cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I, I uh, had my coffee already. I, I should I should have gotten it, but it's it's in it's coursing through my veins, so it, it's 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 in the right place. I'm, I'm afraid we'll have to stop now. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, have the I, actual yeah the mug. I've got here's uh here's that? my JHS coffee mug filled with tools. Oh, okay, well, that counts. Okay, that counts. Anyway, yeah, I watched that and I thought, oh, you know, because people had asked some people had asked me if I wanted to do a podcast. And I wasn't really very interested, uh, but I thought, oh, I could just talk to people and have fun because you know that show makes it seem like it'd be a really fun thing to do. So, exactly. There we go. I mean, of course, it's cooler if you're driving around in like classic cars in New York City with you know like Jerry Lewis and stuff. You know that you know nothing against you, but <laughs> <laughs> or everything against me. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Impossible. But yeah, uh, you know, so Zoom, you know, it isn't quite as, as fun, but it, it's pretty cool that we can do this stuff without leaving our house, right? It's uh, that's that's helpful these days on, on occasion. Yeah, and uh, and you know, after uh, you know, you, you you get the same job I do, you're a touring musician, and uh, I must admit, being able to sleep on my own bed for that this stretch of time, pretty nice. Yeah, you kind of get used to it, right? It's uh, it, it's pretty pretty my own pillow. I, I had this habit of like I'd bring my pillow out on the road, and I would forget it at the hotel on the first day. <laughs> and it and I'd be like ah, I just you know, I, I went through all the trouble and now it's gone. And I get sort I'm never going to find another one on the road as nice as that one that I got at home. Yeah, the anyway. special you know like the special feely. You get a special <laughs> feely for your pillow. You know people have like the way it feels and the, people get really attached to their <laughs> I just like to sleep when, <laughs> when it's time yeah do you sleep uh you have trouble sleeping on the road i know a lot of people do uh m- mostly it's okay i mean the, the exhaustion helps when you when <laughs> yes. you're just like, completely exhausted and worn out it, it, it that makes it easier to sleep so yeah. um yeah, sleep sleeping's all right. I'm, 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 I would have to say, uh, uh, not bad at it. Not bad, yeah. Well, yeah. when I was in the Eric Burden band in the '90s, that was the first time I'd really been in a like a band that toured regularly. You know, that was like yeah. a a weekly thing. You know, like the weekend warrior stuff, and then you know, three weeks in Europe, and and it was, it was funny. Like the uh, the sleep was such a prevalent part of the conversations daily 
It's like, <laughs> and it was kind of like, well, what are you taking? Well, I'm taking part of a Halcyon. What what, what works for you? Well, I've got a... I don't even remember that. I don't know if Halcyon's... A, is that a thing? I don't, I, I don't know. Maybe, I, I, maybe it's a heavy, heavy metal band and I got confused. I don't know. But... Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a topic. To, to me, it's more of a mindset. You know, you just have to be not, you know, relatively untroubled. That helps. Yeah. Yeah, sure. My mom used to say, uh, what did she used to say about people that get sleep well? It's like something about them having no con- no conscience, no guilt, or something like that. Like, if you sleep yeah. really well, then you, you know, sort of that's like... A good, that's a good sign. Yeah. <laughs> but... <laughs> Yeah, or really, or a really bad sign that you can do horrible things. You still don't care. That's kind of where more where my mom was coming from. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you're in Portland. I'm in Portland. Now don't rub it in. <laughs> Isn't it great? Do you love it or what? <laughs> it was great when, when I when I was first looking here. Yeah. Uh, it was it was wonderful, and I I just try not to leave the house. Now, uh, you know, I just I don't want to know. <laughs> I, I woke up. At, I, I'm an early riser because I have a son, and, and sometimes my, I have like this the precious hour and a half before anybody gets up. Sure, yeah, uh, me too. I, me I, too. I, can, I can get get some things done. And uh, I was up yesterday, and about six a or six a.m. You know, I've already been up for an hour. I hear this boom, and I'm like, you know, okay, I'm in the city. The you know. You get giant explosions once in a while, I guess. And, uh, you know, I, I, I go out the door and there's like just smoke, fire coming out from sort of, you know, in the distance enough where I thought it's, it's not going to burn my house down immediately. You know, there's, hopefully there's time for the fire trucks for whatever. And I couldn't see what was burning, but something was. And wow. uh, I, think, I think it was a, um, like a crystal meth homeless camp or something and they and they you know added the wrong i don't, I don't really know the, the the details of crystal meth but right that, that's right. what that's what i read online after it happened they, they that's what somebody said so wow it, it began the day you know as, as rush says begin the day with a friendly voice <laughs> I, I began the day with a crystal meth explosion <laughs> <laughs> right. it doesn't happen every day and and my and you know my house was okay and you know, well, I, man, I guess. you know, being that you're in Portland, I think it would be a relief that you, it was only a crystal meth explosion. <laughs> be the word, beginning of, or yeah, you know, and it was, it was, and it was, it was probably an accident rather than on purpose. I, I worry more about the stuff that's on purpose. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Like that bomber here last Christmas. That was so weird in Nashville. Do you remember the Christmas bomber? Oh uh, yeah, that was that was that was terrible. Yeah, Christmas morning. And I, so I, I, I'm also an early riser. So I was up yeah. at, you know, before six and we were going over to our son's house at like seven. So at 620, I'm watching the news. And when they show the downtown news in Nashville, they yeah. show the land, they just show kind of the sun rising over the, you know, cityscape. And I noticed this plume of smoke. I did. I, I like, oh, wow. I wonder what that is. That's weird. There was this plume of smoke. They weren't talking about it yet. We get in the car, yeah. we drive over to Chad's place, and then it's all over the news that there was this yeah. this bomb in the morning. And it was such a strange thing because the guy obviously didn't want to hurt anybody because he played this warning tape for oh, yeah. two hours, like, please evacuate. And he was playing Downtown by 
Petunia Clark out of these big loudspeakers. It's a sense of humor, I guess. I guess. I, or or I, just good taste in music. <laughs> yeah. Not all bad. You know, at least at least he knows a good song when he hears it. Right. <laughs> you like those guys. That, that's I don't I don't think it was written by Burt Bacharach, but downtown well, my, 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 had my that, favorite part about downtown that is it, 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 it was a brief um when I used to watch The Simpsons. There was an episode where uh, where Homer was in a barbershop quartet, and uh, he uh, they kicked out one of the members of the band, of the quartet. They, they, they kicked the policeman out because they said he was two village people, and so they had to get a replacement. <laughs> That's good already. <laughs> yeah, they they, they they had to get a replacement for the you know for the, the for that to make the band complete and so they held auditions and it showed like all the cast of the simpsons auditioning by singing just a random you know whatever song they chose and the the scottish janitor sang downtown with a <laughs> with a thick scottish accent oh, and so great. instead of being you know and the, the 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 lyric is when you're alone and life is getting you lonely you can always go downtown and with his scottish accent it was when you're alone and life is getting you lonely, you can always go dun dun. And, and I, I was I was quite familiar with the Scottish accent, having done a lot of Mr. Big tours with the Scottish sound engineer, and he okay. was like my, my he was my hotel you know roommate when we were still sharing rooms, and I just I about burst along. It was so funny. Huh. So we, anyway, you know, I, we had a Scottish uh, tour manager last time we toured, Steve Page. Do you know him? Well, my, my, my guy was was Frank Gallagher. Oh, oh, right. Okay. I've heard of yeah. him. Yeah. And he, he's, he's wonderful. He he toured with all like the, the bands that like were college-educated bands, like Talking Heads, you know, <laughs> the, the, the kind of the, the, the people that Rolling Stone magazine would like because they, they could probably use big words together. <laughs> you know, and, and I didn't really know those bands because they didn't have fuzzy guitars, so I was like, ah, I'm not interested. Right. But I, I always thought, man, he knows the smart people. Damn. <laughs> well, we're just kind of freely associating here. Back to downtown. Yeah. One of the things. I'm, okay, so when we first met, it was with Yellow Matter Custard, right? And I'd never met anybody that knew that would correct me on chords to Beatles songs. <laughs> I, literally, my like my whole well, life. I, I've, I've been corrected too, and I and I, <laughs> I, I love that. You know, I, I love going like, oh, it's really this one. Yeah, yeah, and, no, no. I mean, no, I didn't mind. I was just like, wow, you know. And because all I knew about you was you were just, you know, this very shreddy guitar player. And then you sat yeah. down and you did you play this guy's in love with you or some Burt Bacharach tune yeah. on a piano? And I was like, wow, okay, yeah. I was probably one, to me one of the one of the you know I'm a hobbyist piano player, uh, and really like I, I have no. I took piano lessons once, and and I started to like practice scales, and I was like, I can't do that again. I just I don't have it in me to like sit there and, and practice scales. And I did that with guitar. I, I only I can only do that for one instrument. That's all. That's all I, I have, have to, in me. That's all I can manage. <laughs> right. But but I love music. I love songs. So I, you know, I've got enough technique to be able to like play a bass octave. So I get that claw, yeah, stuck yeah. stuck in a, in an octave. The claw. And maybe maybe I can get a fifth, you know, once in a while, and, and then uh, and then I can do like three note chords, you know, maybe once in a while a four note chord if I want that little, you know, like the, the ninth and the third together, right. thing, you know, right. like like in a Todd Rundgren song. Yeah. But essentially, 
you know, the octave and three note chords, and you can do a lot with that. You know, yeah. that, that's just ask so, Paul McCartney. Yeah. yeah. And and you know, you could play the Beach Boys and 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 so armed with those m- seemingly minimalistic tools, you can dive in and and connect to some of the greatest music you know, that 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 I know about and sure. uh yeah. It, yeah. It, it was just it was just wonderful. Yeah. And so it, to, it, to the, the the song you were saying, you know, it was probably might have been what's new pussycat because that's that's one that to me is always like kind of tricky to figure out and there's a lot of modulations yeah. and then and then to test myself on on the piano chords I would modulate the whole song. You know, okay, if I can play what's new pussycat in G, then you know what about can I play it in B? Can I play it in E flat? You know, and, and then if, if you do that, then anything that comes your way, you, you kind of you can find it. That's a great lesson, actually. To, that's, I should tell people that. Hey, learn a song with a lot of interesting changes, and then just try to modulate it into different keys in your head. That's, I mean, that's yeah. great. That's a, actually that's really good practice. Well, uh, that's, that's it's, and it's almost like learning any Elton John song. Like, do, do you know the song "Tower of Babel"? No. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. It's it's on the uh, Captain Fantastic record. Okay, and it starts off A minor. Can can you hear my guitar? Yeah. So it's like snow, then C, C and then it goes. But I've and that's a B flat seven with C in the bass. Okay, I thought it was a diminished. And well, it, I mean, a seven chord is almost you know you could yeah it, it might be if you analyze the right way, but uh, it uh, you know that that stuff I I wouldn't have found with with only Black Sabbath vocabulary, or or, <laughs> right. or the kind of stuff the kind of stuff that that most you know guitar players of my ilk spend their time with, and and I you know that was my favorite record when I was six years old, so you know I, I had all that all those tunes and those chords. And uh, finally, I went, when I went to school for, for you know, went to guitar school for a year. It was it was mostly jazz guys, so they were they they were teaching all those chords. I was like, oh, yeah. that's the yeah. chord in in that Elton John tune. Yeah. And 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 then the the, the first Mr. Big album happened. This is you know a couple of years go by, and uh, it was the first time that I had spare time with a piano, because they, they, we were mixing the record, which you know didn't really involve me. And, and there's a lot of vocal stuff that didn't involve me, so I'm in this beautiful studio with a Steinway, and 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 and, and, and the whole day free because we, we we you know we'd gone to a different city to record. So I'm like, man, I'm gonna take some of these you know songs that I the piano songs that I learned on the guitar and put them back, you know, like because wow. you know, I I'd, I'd learned a bunch, bunch of Todd Rundgren Utopia stuff, and I'd learned the piano parts and put them on guitar because I'm a guitar player and I couldn't play piano. And then I thought, well, I'm gonna, let me sit down with the guitar and sort of put them back on the on the piano and see if I can suss them out. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and and from there, from having like that, I don't know how long we're in the studio, two or three weeks, probably maybe that long, maybe two weeks in the studio of just like every day playing through the Rundgren songs. You know, that was that was a that was a great start. And after after that, I, I could sort of sort out most stuff. Well, and and the more things you have. Um, that'll you know it's more than having things in your arsenal or in your toolbox it's like uh there's things that would never even occur to you like uh oh, when my son was learning piano he was learning some pieces by uh Chopin and Liszt and he would sit down and play some things and I'm like oh wow I I don't know what that is I want to find out what that is 
you know, and then it, those, are, it, those are great moments. Yeah, great, and then it expands out what uh, what it's what's possible for you as a writer, you know. So yeah, so, yeah, it's it's a wonderful thing, and it's great when you get to this place, you know, where I I I used to be like this particularly. Uh, I can't rest until I figure out what it really is. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, that's not quite it. You know. Yeah. Me and my me and my brothers would uh, excuse me. Me and my me and my brothers would have these kind of competitions as to, you know, who could figure out the song, cor- the most correct and the fastest. Yeah. You know, and w- one thing I couldn't figure out was was like that that chord in from the beginning. You know that that like oh yeah you know are we tuned are we tuned to half step down or oh, something oh I'm a half step down yeah, yeah oh yeah. yeah yeah that's it but like me and my the things I missed yeah and don't mean I'm kind and don't mean I'm blind yeah yeah but we would so me and my friends we would all and my brothers now here's go ahead now, because a, a lot of rock and roll and pop pop music was written and performed by people who were not really educated in, in the in the academic sense yeah there's stuff along the way in big giant you know songs that we all know that is that you could initially sort of go well that's wrong you know that that and and so I, I have this I had this idea for my own podcast, but we can we can like we can chew on it. The idea is like, would I fix it? Right. <laughs> and the answer is almost always no. Yeah. Because you because you you can go through and go like, okay, well that's that chord's wrong. Well, let's put the right one in, and then you hear it and you go like, no, leave it the leave it the way it was. And and to me, like I'll give you an example: the end of Light My Fire, where it's going, you know, it's A minor and then F sharp minor. Yeah, which is a which is kind of a jarring change, you know. It's 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 not diatonic, you know. Those those chords aren't in the same key. Yeah, no, but, it's quite inventive, but, but the, really. But but the melody works. You know, the the melody matches the chord. Yeah. Except yeah. in the last verse, it does not match the chord when he starts going. Yeah. And that 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 D note. I mean, it's got a C sharp that. And but you know if you fixed it, or would it be like higher? I would think you know this. this sort I would, of I would actually think that you would change the chord to match the melody. Like you, you try a B minor seven. Yeah, or or a D or or something. Yeah, something but, else. Yeah, but, but there's that clash, and. And I, I've come across enough of those where the singer just goes like, this is the note I like, and the guitar player goes, this is the chord I like, yeah. and they don't fit, but they both like them. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, both, they're both feeling it, and they're both doing it like on purpose. Yeah. And so that makes it okay. It's like, and, and I've, I've experienced enough of those where I wish I could write some of those. Right. To me, that would be like such a proud moment to go like, "Look, I did, I did one of those. I did like a like a horrible clashing thing that works." You ever notice, and, uh, notice the uh, horrible clashing thing right at the beginning of "Hey Jude," where but, it's uh, "Hey Jude, make it bad in F, take a sad, take a sad song." But, but, he's playing but, but, a C and he's singing an F over it. Oh, that. Oh, yeah. 
Well, it's just like a sus, like a dominant sus chord. But he doesn't sus the chord. Well, then you can have them together. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, but the thing yeah, that's be, cool is I think it's there. I think there's magic in that moment. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I that's, that's, like... the, that's the rush chord. You know, if you have if you have got the both the third and the fourth together, you know, yeah, yeah, that's the Alex Lifeson chord. You know what drives me nuts sometimes is when, and there's some Stones records that are like this, where they're, it's like they're playing in a minor key and then the guy's soloing in a major key, or they're yeah. playing in a major key and the guy's soloing in a minor key, and I'm kind of, it's a little bit. Is it like saxophone at the end of Can you hear me knocking the down 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 Does the saxophone come in like so he's playing a major third right What what song is that Yeah And the saxophone comes in like you know I'm kind of like uh-huh. Yeah, but it's but it's it's bluesy, so you know it's bluesy. Yeah. So there's, there's gonna be some there's, of that. There's one that I heard that took me like thirty. It took me three decades to hear this detail because it's, it's so it's it's so hold short. On, and hold on, three decades. Yeah. It took me three decades to hear this detail. And I, was, I was teaching the song "Back in Black" by ACDC. Now keep in mind, Mutt Lang was the producer, right? And that and that's that's a you know he's a cat that's known for like. You know, everything must be right. But the the thing I found, and it's and, and it's if you ever you know if you, if you get a, a band you know for a sound shake or something and, and you try it, it, it's so fun to like do it the you know this wrong way that's that feels so right. What it is is you know everybody knows back in black. And you got this line, and they you know. And and it's a, it's a pedal tone like you got the B on top, and then the low note, G sharp, which is like major third, and then chromatically up to the B. So you got ba 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 ba. That's the guitar, major third. Is that what right. it really does? Because that, I've, what... I've I've listened to that and I thought, I don't know if that's really what the notes are. That's because the bass hits a G natural. And then the rest of it's the same. So the bass hits a G natural, the guitar hits a G sharp, which if you if you really want to be like a music theory nerd, those are the notes in the Hendrix chord. Right, right, you yeah. Got, you got the minor, th- you know, I mean, it's sharp nine, but it's the same tone. You got the, the minor third interval and the mm-hmm. major third interval. Right. And I'll have to wait, and that gives you that car horn, you know, and the ACDC, same thing, but it's a different range. And my question is, was it on purpose? Or was it just like the bass player couldn't quite get his hand there and, and nobody noticed it? But if you play it and you, and you compare the difference, like you go, okay, I'll fix that. And you have the bass, you know, doing the same thing. Or, you know, it gets the other way around. You have the guitar do the G. And it, it like, the, the life, you know, the, the bottom falls out. It's not nearly as cool. Right. Wow. That, that, that little, and it only is like a split little second that it's over. But... I wait, thought maybe wait. the first note was an A too. I've listened to it before and thought I don't think that's what I think it like because that's the way well, I've I, always I, played I, it I've, too. I've slowed it down and really and you sure it's a manipulated beat? it like did everything because I wanted it like I I was playing it like I'm like wait a minute I always thought it was a G sharp 
And I listened to it, it's like, man, at the bass is doing a G. And I, and I checked other parts of the song too, because you know, it repeats. So yeah. I was like, was that just like a one-time thing where you know his hand, his finger didn't make it, or and uh, I guess the, the 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 one other one, which which is uh, is um, Gloria. Yeah. And those open strings. Well, the first time I heard that, I was like, no, no you, you know, that, that's that's wrong. Like the, those, those the notes of the open strings aren't the right notes. You know, that's that's, yeah. that's not like an intentional composed note. That's just lazy because you couldn't get to the next chord in time <laughs> you know <laughs> just bad technique you know right, yeah you know as, as a 12 year old i could tell that but <laughs> that's what but makes you, it fun though right yeah, but you part of but the then fun you of those especially those early records is is yeah. the slop but then you come to love it you come like you, you know you go okay i'll fix it and it's it's not as cool as it yeah it doesn't have the same <laughs> spirit you know right, so, so, yeah yeah totally i so I, that's the, I, I spent a lot of time listening thinking about the lyrics to these things i thought about doing a a uh a podcast uh a long time ago i, I was thinking of it as a radio show back before there were podcasts of uh, uh, something called song assassination like we just <laughs> like just like take apart like really dumb lyrics you know yeah of course then the problem is people will start doing that with your songs and exactly you, you don't, you don't the first thing that. i think of is like you know <laughs> I, I, I don't have I don't have much of a, much of a solid ground to stand on. In fact, uh, there's an old uh, one of the lines on the very first Spock Spirit album is it says I am the catfish man. I can't hear you. I mean, it was sort of this joke thing. Yeah. Actually, when I wrote it, I was kind of serious. And when then I got put some distortion on my voice and went and sang it. It's like it's sort of like. Uh, um, 21st century schizoid man or something. I am the catfish man, you know. And <laughs> and, and then I I started laughing like during the take with the distortion on it, and that's what it wound up being on the record. Like I didn't even sing the whole part because I. <laughs> do you ever do you ever write something and you start singing it and go like, man, this is incredibly stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So whenever I make fun of anybody's lyrics. My wife invariably says, well, I guess it's just not as good as that catfish man thing. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, one, 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 one of the things I love about Back in Black is the lyric. <laughs> well, I, I could never understand. Like, any of the metal, like, high screaming singers, I don't know what the lyrics are. You know? <laughs> it, it's sort of hidden behind the growl. Well, the whole idea that He's coming out of, like the whole the last line is out of the sack. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. <laughs> like so, he's in a body bag, right? And like, he's coming now, out. Now, well, there was a, a comedy skit with Sandra Bernhardt, and she does Barracuda, the heart song, acapella, and when she does, now won't you? Barracuda, you know, it, it's it's just brilliant. She, you know, she, her delivery is so much better than mine. But it's, uh, but it's, it, it, you know, when, when you think about like John Lennon, who is, who is, you know, I, I love his work, I love his lyrics, and and of course he's he's got stuff that's nonsensical. But I, th I think John was was someone who loved the shape of words and and loved you know he he loved them in a musical way. Yeah, he he, he loved the the, the you know, regardless of of 
I mean, I think the meaning was an added dimension and something that he paid certainly paid attention to, and he and he had some, you know, an, an incredible meaning in there. But a lot of it was just like, how does it feel coming out of the mouth? You know, like it, it's uh, yeah, the shape of it is, is is interesting. I think he had a real love for that, and I, I wish I had more of a love for that because that I, I tend when it, when it comes to like sitting you know sitting with the song and the songwriting process and and chewing on it. I'm much more I, I'm I'm much more apt to tinker with the musical part of it, where the lyric part is a little more of a slog. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, I think for for a guy like Lennon, that wasn't a slog. He he loved that. He, he loved tinkering around with that. And and I have to thank you because uh, you gave me one of the best. I, I don't know if you you know were even thinking about it. It was just also off the cuff statement. But I was I was talking to you once, and you you said something like um, like oh the songwriting is my favorite part. Like you know, and I was—I was, think I was doing a record. I was complaining about it. You're like, oh man, I—I I, I love songwriting. That's you know, you don't have to worry about playing perfect. You can just you know, you're, you're in control of everything. You can do whatever you want. You know, you're you're free. Yeah. And you know, I'm paraphrasing. I can't remember exactly what you said, but just the idea that that you that a, a person could love that part, knowing that's possible, and knowing that maybe if I tried really hard to like to enjoy the process that maybe that would help and it did <laughs> ever, ever since then it's like like if i'm not enjoying it i'm just gonna like I'm, I'm barking up the wrong tree i gotta find a way to enjoy the process and if i do that you know maybe i'm onto something so th- thank you for that because you that you you helped me find that idea oh man well that's great i had no idea yeah well i just i just do i mean i i, I like the creative part the you know the beginning part the most because it doesn't have to be good yet you know, you can just like throw stuff out there, and then it's, the, it's also the discovery part. You know, yeah. discovery for me is like discovering the theme, discovering the song. You know, that's it's the same way with your soloing. I'm sure. You know, like when you you discover the cool thing, it's just like, oh wow, wow, yeah. Oh, don't get me started on all that. That's a that's that's my favorite stuff. Yeah, well, that's cool. Yeah, sometimes you don't realize you'll just say something or just just being with somebody can affect you in ways you not really you didn't really notice till you're then you're doing something and you go like, hey, like uh, the new Neil Morse Band album before um, right before I was going to write all the lyrics for the record, I I did a podcast with John Anderson. Yeah, and somehow just being with John helped me feel just more free when I was writing the lyrics. And also it wasn't a concept album or anything. So I could just kind of say whatever came into my head. Yeah. And I, I said some pretty weird things. Like I was just, <laughs> I was kind of freely associating. And so like, you know, I'd been listening to something and I'd read something in a book. And so there'd be a line here. I gave Eric Gillette the line. Cause I just read it in a book. I don't even remember what book it was. Uh, Oh, the, Something about a old Dutch adage that says the morning's mouth is filled with pure gold, like about getting up early in the morning, like you yeah. were saying, and like the that's your prime creative time, and that's when you're really going to find the gold, and yeah. uh, to basically encouraging people to get up early, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so I put it in this song that's on the new album, and I, and Eric sang it, and he never, we never even talked about it. 
But that's a pretty yeah. weird line. It's like the one of the last big lines in the song. He hits this big high note. The morning's mouth is filled with pure gold. Yeah. <laughs> Catfish. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and uh, I told him, hey, you know, if I ever give you something to sing, because it's a the Neil Morse band is becoming more and more of a band. So there's, you know, lots of times I'm not singing lead and other people are. But I still write most of the words and... Uh, I was like, you know, if I give you something that's really too weird, you can always tell me, hey, this is weird. Can you change this? <laughs> you know, you're not stuck with it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of it's weird... It's generous of you. Yes, thank you. Thank you. I really enjoyed that uh, thing. I went and saw you uh, last time you played in Nashville at the at the City Winery. And I oh, really... yeah. Thanks for coming to see that show. That, 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 that was a good feeling show. I was happy yeah. about that. Yeah, it sure was. It was great. And uh, I really enjoyed that poem thing, though. Ringo poem? Oh, song? I did my Ringo poem. That's right. Yeah, it's uh, th- that's it was it, it. It's it's so much easier to speak poetry as Ringo. <laughs> I'm sure Ringo it, thought so. When I when I, I when so. I tried to read the same thing in my in my natural speaking voice, it was just it just felt unattractive. It was just, you know, it right, was. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you explained. I just that. didn't like, but as soon as I added, you know, sprinkled some Ringo in there, it was it was smooth and, you know, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know, I don't know why. You know, like but it, it was, it was I, a pretty jamming into... tune, though, right? It's a pretty jamming tune, wasn't it? I can't remember the tune right off the top. It of It was head, like but... this cooking along funk thing. I, I, yeah. I forgot how it goes. And then it would um, stop, and you would, you would and say I would this recite, and yeah, write certain recite, and and, and the piano player would play just random. I I, I told him I, I said just you know whatever <laughs> free form. Just sort of, you know, play whatever comes to mind, and so you know that that's uh, that was his world. And it was and stuff. Ho- about, hopefully, hopefully, enjoyed it. I think he did. It was stuff about life, wasn't it? It was like every day is a new day. In the what is some of the what? Oh, give me an example. Uh, I saw a herd of turtles going fast as they could go. I asked them, "What's the hurry?" They told me they don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, the, the the herd of turtles was something that I had read. And it was just a phrase that I read in a book somewhere, and I, and I, and in a John Lennony kind of way, I like the way it rolled off the the, the tongue, you know, or the way it, it was just yeah, you know, it rhymes with rhymes with itself. I heard of turtles, <laughs> and uh, and so that you know, I, I just sort of followed it where where it left me. And the, and the last one was actually, you know, the kind of the, the, the last verse is kind of the serious one where it, it it's about my hearing loss, and uh, it was I, I can't remember what it, what the lyric was, but. Um, it was just something about like even even though I don't hear well, I can still manage to play music or something like that, and how much I appreciate that. You know, that's sort of where it's coming from. Yeah. So um, you know, it's it's got a little dose of 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 you know re- reality of my own you know personal challenges. Sure. But uh, but also you know how I've made my way through that and and. The the happiness that you get from overcoming something that at some point I mean when I when I first you know found out I had a hearing loss my first thought was like my you know my heart sank and I thought is that the end of my music right you know yeah. if, if if I can't hear how am I going to be a musician and then you know decades later I realized you know music is actually the easiest thing to do with hearing loss because hearing loss isn't everything it's just the treble and you know I can still hear tone and and rhythm and 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 uh you know my knowledge of, and it's, it's it's made me uh do something that i uh, that i 
I don't think I would have done to the same extent, which is to, to develop something I call the inner melodic generator, which is really the part of the part of your mind or soul that that writes, that composes. Right. Yeah. And 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 to look really directly at that part and go like, well, what's in there? Yeah. You know, and am I like because because as as a musician, you know, with if you play an instrument, you can pick it up and let your fingers make stuff. And and certainly you're you know you're listening and 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 the melodic inner melodic generator is involved. Yeah. But yeah. but it's not sometimes it's it's not involved very much, you know, because you're just running through the stuff that works and that you built and and you sort of you know built this thing and you're and you're you you turn it on and it goes, but. Um, Especially when, when I when I started to try to play melodies, and I realized like I that's hard for me, and but I thought if if I had the kazoo, I could play that melody first take. I would I would nail it. I would there was no way I'd screw it up. But on guitar, I don't know where it is. Right, and you have, I to, thought, you have to figure I, it out. And I'm a pretty good guitar player. Like I've been playing. <laughs> like, I have a career, you know. I'm so, I have a, a reputation, and and people like to listen to me. But I can't play this simple melody. But I, I mean, if I, you know, give me five minutes and I can play it. Right. But but I'm still better at the kazoo. And that sort of lit a fire under me. And and, and that combined with, with because, um, you know, what I used to do is w- with when I could hear better is I would listen to myself and then kind of go like, oh, there's the note. And I'd stomp on it. But when I can't hear as well, I have to know where that is. And so I have to know my instrument better. And I have to know the and I have to know the map of, of the music better. And and have to have more intention with it, and so wow. my ability to like play—I mean, I'll call it air guitar—but really, what it is is being able to visualize. Like I, I gave a lesson to my students the other day, and I said, "Let's let's play um, uh, King of America, the uh, Elvis Costello song, which mm-hmm. I, I don't have perfect pitch, so I got to get the key. It's a G, and it's uh, they thought he was the King of America, where they drink Coca-Cola just like vintage wine." Yeah. And it's you know not that complex of a melody, da, 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 da. but ask any guitar player to play the first take, and they're not going to get it because it's not like inside the pentatonic scale. And, and, and I could visualize, you know, I get the root, and then you then I try hard not to become hysterical, you know, and I could find that, and that's that's. That's uh, connecting to such a different place hmm. than than where I was as a 22 year old whipping through the scales, right. and and it's and it's so rewarding when because it's it's like when whether it's in with you know I mean basically when I pick up the guitar now and you play what you're really hearing and feeling the, the first time, I mean I, I get chills thinking about it. It's that it, that's like it, it, it's it's made me love guitar in a way that i that i never had before it, it, it's just so wonderful wow so you don't have to try to find what you're hearing anymore well i'm not i'm not infallible <laughs> <laughs> and and i and i have to work within my i mean it's like a language you know you, you work within the words you know your vocabulary yeah but but basically what i've been doing i've been going through you know the songs that i know and my, my goal is like the Beatles catalog. If I, if I can sit down, I mean, the other, the, you know, another song I showed one of my students recently was the Misery, which mm. I think was in, uh, was that an F? The world is treating me bad, misery. Yeah. And, and, you know, I'm the kind of guy. So that, that's a big interval skip. Da, da, da. 
Mm-hmm. So I got to figure out in C. Nah, it's not the fifth, I think. It's or is, th- is it? The no, third. Nah, one, two, three is the third, yeah. So uh, and I got to figure out where is that on the instrument? Do I want to do it on one string so I can slide it? You know, if it's mm-hmm. in C. Uh, I don't know. I'm not as good at C and F, but that's as you said. I messed it up, so you know I'm not perfect. And a kazoo, I would have nailed it. Right. <laughs> so I'm still better at kazoo than I am at guitar. But I, but you know, give me time. That's what I'm working on. Right, right, right. Yeah. Well, it is an interesting thing. You know, what we want to do is get get the best. I think from our minds, from this. Uh, what what are you calling it? The inner melody. The inner melodic generator. The inner, inner melodic generator. Yeah. And, and, and the step one is like, what's in there? I mean, it's it. And and to, and sometimes there's nothing. Sometimes you know, I'll I'll sort of you know shine the light in there and go like, okay, what do I hear? Silence. Uh, you know, there, there's there's there, you know there's, there's nothing in there, and, and then you gotta you gotta coax it out. You know, you, yeah. you set up the stru- you set up the structure of the music. Okay, what's my groove? What's my chord? What's the you know, is there a lyric to, to, to chew on? And, uh, and and then, you know, the ideas start happening. And, and uh, then, okay, well, now I, there's something in there. What is it? Can I get it? You know, can I make it real? Yeah. But but to lose, kind of lose the fear of like, oh, sometimes I, I go in there and there's nothing. That's okay. There will be eventually. Yeah. Sometimes when I'm uh, working on, on writing an album, I've, uh, I've found that my hands can really hold me back. Like some of the best elements of uh, some of my albums, I'm thinking of an uh, album I did called Sola Scriptura. Um, it the stuff that the one of the main themes I I didn't I wasn't playing I was I just had my recorder out and I was going. You know, and then. I went and figured out what it was later yeah. on. Because sometimes you can just think of things. You know, you just like improvise melodies and riffs and, and things. And sometimes what will come out of that will be better. I mean, I remember struggling with, I needed something exciting at the beginning of the overture. And I just kind of didn't, I was trying all these things with my hands. But when I let go of that, I, I came up uh, with the, I think one of the most exciting parts. So, yeah, yeah. and anything that, that's hummable has such a power to it, right? It, it's, yeah, uh, it's really interesting. Uh, have you? Have you? I'm sure you've watched the McCartney with three, two, one. Yeah, McC- or the, yeah, the the one on uh, Hulu. Yeah, yeah, with uh, Rick Rubin, the producer. Yeah, yeah and. He's like, well, we didn't have any recording devices, says McCartney. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so we had to write stuff that was memorable because we had to remember it. Yeah. Like, and I, yeah. it's just so amazing. Like, I tell that to my son. He's like, it, it, people now, is, especially kids today, you know, you, yeah. you, you can't imagine like no recording devices, like yeah. none. <laughs> you know, that's like now, you know, like just in my backpack, I've got like six, you yeah. know, it's, like, it's, a, it's just a crazy thing. But uh, yeah, that was that was amazing. All that, all that, or, or the, the amazing thing special. His, that, that where thing. his de- his demos for for his album get stolen because he gets mugged in Africa. Yeah, and he's like, well, I'll remember the good ones, and you know, oh well, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was really interesting too. Yeah, yeah. but I love that uh, hearing him talk about, you know, what influenced them. You know, it's amazing all the things that come in 
you know, like, oh, you know, I didn't really realize it till later, but that was because I had watched that TV show. Like, I, 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 was, I was on this airplane recently, and I just, there was this Russian kind of theme La 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 it just kept looping the whole flight la 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 you know and I was I was like what is that? I mean I I had just watched this movie uh that took place in the Cold War and maybe yeah. there was something I don't know if there was something in the in the soundtrack. I better listen to the soundtrack to see if I ripped it off. Yeah. But sometimes things are just coming in and then they're going out in through your filter, like uh, like all that stuff, um, the French stuff that became Michelle for the Beatles. Oh, right. <laughs> that was fascinating. And you hear the tracks slow down in the middle. It's like, well, that's because we were influenced by that French thing that slowed way yeah. down. <laughs> Wasn't that amazing? I was like, wow. I, I've... It, you know, I've listened to the Beatles all my life and, and you know, read quite a few books and things. I mean, I, I thought I, you can think you know everything there is to know. And then there's this special comes out that has a bunch of things that I didn't know in it. And, uh, yeah, man, really, really, really cool. So highly recommended. Is it McCartney? Three, <laughs> is it McCartney 321? Is that what it is? Or, I think, I think or so. Or 123 or something like yeah. that. Yeah. So what's what's next for Paul Gilbert? I, I just recorded a Christmas album. You did? I did. It, it was it was a blast. Wow. It, uh, I, I, I did it in 13 songs in six days with, uh, you know, minimal rehearsal. And uh, it was the, the process of doing it. Now, the, 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 I'll do a quick backstory, which is it was probably, I don't know, four or five years ago. And, you know, it, 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 it's, it, you know, it's you're getting towards Thanksgiving it, it's it, and the music starts. You know, wherever you go, you start hearing all the songs, and and I was in a foul. I, I wasn't into it. I was like, Not you know, I've the heard Christmas these songs. Spirit. I was like, I've heard these songs enough. I'm tired of hearing these songs. <laughs> you don't want to hear another version no. of, of Winter Wonderland. You don't want. I, to? I, I was. I was. I was just. You know. I was like. I, you know. I still. Still. Like the Christmas songs got some cool changes. Sure. But I'm just tired of all this. You know they're they're good. I'm glad I've heard them. I'm glad I know them. But <laughs> my enough wife, already. My wife starts in October. Just so you know. Yeah. And it's like, so if you're so, if it's Thanksgiving, you're doing good. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> so that was where I was four or five years ago. Then I get into this melody thing I was talking about, and uh, about ten years ago, I was at a Christmas party in Japan, and in, in Japan, it's like a superpower of the whole of the populace. Everybody can sight read. You know, at some point in in the in the training of, of Japanese people, really, everybody can sight read. Like, I'm exaggerating for dramatic effect, but you know, a, a lot of people can. Wow. So at, at the at the party, there was a piano and there's, you know some score of Christmas songs. Everybody's sitting down and just like fluently playing the melody, playing the chords. And there was a guitar there in the corner, and I thought, okay, Rudolph, I can handle that. And and I go for the melody, you know. <laughs> and I totally, I, I, it's just a disaster, right? I, and you know, and I'm, and it, it, it hurt my, my heart. You know, it was just like, oh, I'm supposed to be, you know, I, I thought I was somebody, and, and I'm, I'm not. I'm, you know, I can't even play Rudolph. If I had a kazoo, I could do it. 
but uh, that that memory, that painful memory, stayed with me, and I, th- I thought, like, okay, this this year, I'm, I'm in, I'm getting back into melodies. I almost like just any melody that's a strong melody, and and you know, and Rudolph, here I come, look out, you know. So uh, th- that was some of the inspiration, and uh, but but then step two was picking the songs, right. And and also like picking the, the choosing the versions of the songs that that would make me excited about it. Mm-hmm. And I went back and and you know the ones that like like Nat King Cole has some great arrangements. Uh, Barbara Streisand, uh, the uh, actually Loretta Lynn, uh, and and uh, maybe a, a Johnny Mathis. There was one one that he did I liked a lot. Uh, the I ended up not doing any of the Elvis stuff, but I, I liked some of his too. But it, it, it was, um, you know, I don't, I don't normally listen to the, to, I mean, I, I, Loretta Lynn I listen to a little bit once in a while because I, I really like it, love her voice. But uh, I hadn't really listened to a lot of uh, Nat King Cole or, or Barbara Streisand. And man, they're just killing it. They sound so good. Right. And you know, and, it's and, all, and the, and the, you know, it's without very little overdubbing, right? They, that's what they did. Yeah. And this you know, huge string section, unbelievable. The, the chord changes that they've done that, that they've added in. If you, if you, you know, if you, if you put it under a microscope, which I did, uh, you know, some of the changes are so cool, you know, stuff that I just would never have thought of. Right. And then, right. and then of course to play the melody, you know, in, in such a way where, where I believe it, you know, where I'm, you know, I'm not doing it ironically. It's like, you know, we, we did, um, you know, Hark the Herald Angels Sing, which I think is like a, a Mendelssohn composition. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you know, again, my hair stand up just thinking about it. Uh, it's such a beautiful melody and, uh, you know, getting that, getting that across and, 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 you know, I mean, it worked, I, I got a good band together, like a couple guys that are jazz musicians so they could understand the chords and I got like a blues rhythm section. So they, so they'd just be cool. And, uh, you know, we tracked it all live. And so, um, the, 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 the album, it, it, you know, you know what it'll be coming out. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's but, great, uh, man. I'm, I'm, I'm just putting some of the videos together. We, we, we videotaped everything or, oh, cool. or ta- you know, t- not, not tape, you know, whatever. We recorded it with video technology. Yeah. And uh, so I'm pretty excited about that. That, that, that album's called uh, Twas. Twas. Yeah. Oh, that sounds cool, man. Is it all yeah. instrumental? It's all instrumental. I I, uh, I actually wrote two songs for it, and I, I wrote lyrics as as a framework, hmm. and then you know they're Christmassy lyrics, and and then I I, I played the, the 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 melodies on guitar, and uh, th- those one's almost like a country song, kind of inspired by like Viva Las Vegas or something like that, and then uh, the other one uh, is more um, or like R and B ballad although i don't know enough about r&b to really be able to describe it but it's um i use a lot of my you know the am gold chords of the 70s that mm. i you know i got from learning uh you know who would be the the, the artist you know 10 cc hmm. cool <laughs> and, you know billy okay. joel elton you know the, the, the keyboard pop keyboard players of the 70s were, were important for that for the for the uh, one of the songs that i put on it oh well, that's cool I, I, can you do a version with the uh... Where you speak the lyrics as Ringo? I I I, I should. What I, I make I'm making lyric videos for them. So even though I'm playing the the, the the melody on guitar, you can still kind of sing along. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. That's a great and idea, I, man. Yeah, and I and I did that on my my last album. I I, I did a um, 
a, a song called uh, "Argument About Pie," and I, I really, I, I, I felt the, I really liked for a change. I really liked the lyrics and I thought they were worth knowing. So I, I, I actually drew the whole lyric video and, and, and included the lyrics because uh, I'm playing it on guitar. So that, that's the only way you'd know them. Would be. So I, I think I might be the first person that did a lyric video for an instrumental song. Argument about pie. Yeah. P-I-E? It's a, it's a, you can never get in an argument about pie. <laughs> you can never get in an argument about pie. Strum a major chord, drop your shield and sword. Yeah, you'd really have to try to get into any kind of argument. It's just a food, unless you're gluten intolerant, and that would be so sad. Cause you couldn't have, cause you couldn't have, cause you couldn't have pie. Or, sorry, D chord at the end. Pie! It's a grand, sustaining pie at the end. Wow, that's awesome. Have you ever gotten in an argument about pie? Probably. I have to think about it. I mean, my family my family likes to argue about most you're gonna, things. You're going to so. disprove my theory. I thought, I thought if it's good pie, you just you – know, that's one thing. I was trying to think of something you couldn't argue about. Well, it would only be like whether some this kind of pie was better than another kind of pie. Like, you know, or pie from this place was better from – but it would be a lighthearted argument if there were indeed yeah. <laughs> if there was one. You wouldn't like lose friendships about no, no. the pie argument. <laughs> hey man, it was great talking with you, Paul. That's, you that's, too. I man. think great that's to a great see you. place great to, to end. And it's good to see you. And I, I hope we can do uh, something together sometimes in the in the future at some point. And, I hope uh, so too. Yeah, maybe we'll see each other out there on the road, or you know, next time. Are you going out? Uh, I've, I've no plan. Well, I've I've sketchy plans next year, right? Uh, but you know, it all depends on you know the the end of Western civilization or not. We'll see. Yes, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. All right, man. Well, we'll look for that Christmas album. And uh, great to see you, dude. Really, you good. too, Neil. Thanks yeah. a lot. Bye-bye. Take care with all those explosions out there in Portland. <laughs> I'll stick clear of the mess. <laughs> all right, bye bye. Take care. <laughs>